You're listening to an encore presentation of We the People. You can hear this show live every Friday night from 7 until 8 p.m. Your source for locally how you can get involved to make a difference. Tune in. Thanks for listening. Get out there and make a difference. Marcus, Texas, Hayes County, and the rest of the world. This is your connection every Friday night for how you can get involved, make a difference in your community. This is We the People here on KZSM.org. I am your host, Rob Rourke, and uh, we have with us in the studio tonight, Bronwyn Sergi is going to be telling us about the Heritage Association's Tour of Homes that is going to be with the university this time around, and it is coming up on uh, May 20th, and we're going to get some more information on that. And uh, then in the second half hour of the show tonight, yes, LMC, the Shark Tank, we're going to have uh, Lisa Marie Copaletta call in and tell us all the happenings going on down at the city. You know, she's always stirring something up. KZSM.org, glad you are tuned in tonight. And coming up next week, we are going to be having... uh, all sorts of great guests. We're going to be talking about that as well. But uh, just to get it out of the way, this is a political commentary show. The views expressed on this show are those of the hosts, the guests, not necessarily those of KZSM or SMTXCRA. And we are going to be right back with you. Stay tuned. everybody out there on the street hope you are enjoying this beautiful night this is springtime folks get out and enjoy wonderful san marcos texas and that's what my guest is here to talk about tonight and uh bronwyn sergi you are first you are with the heritage association of san marcos i am the chair of the tour of homes okay heritage i'm also on the board and I was the chair last year as well. So this is my second year of chairing the tour. Now, the tour of homes is really something neat in San Marcos. That is, if you are just coming to our community, you haven't been here, tell everybody about, because this goes back many, many years with uh, folks opening up their homes around town. And on this tour, you know, you raise money for the Heritage Association and so tell folks a little bit about the tours and tell them about why this one's going to be so special. Well, Tour of Homes was first started in 1975. The Bicentennial Commission Heritage Tour was chaired by Bobby Gilbert. And that was the first year that the Bicentennial Bells got together and started the Tour of Homes. 
It has been an annual tour every year since. This is the 46th tour. We have missed a couple of years. Obviously, COVID, there were no right. tours during that period. The tours usually are around the historical districts in San Marcos, so Belvin Street, Burleson, San Antonio, those areas. But in the past few years, we've branched out into other more modern structures and homes um, and, and just expanded outside of that area because a lot of those houses were on the tour year after year. This year, for the first time ever, we are partnering with the university. And Debbie Austin, who is the president of Heritage, is actually the brainchild behind this. She was talking with Dr. Kelly Damphouse, uh, the new president, mm -hmm. and suggested that we partner together and do a tour of the university to unite the university and the town and educate the town on what the university has, but also to help us raise money that can go back into what we need right now. Well... This is a trend that I'm seeing now with the new president of Texas State, that there really seems to be a change that is going on with the way that the university, I mean, there's always been the university working with the town. I mean, there's a lot of things. It's, it hasn't always been adversarial or anything. But I do see that there's a lot more that is going on with, well, opening arms to the community, I think, in some ways. I would totally agree. I uh, am blown away, as is my co-chair and Debbie, by the support of the university. We have a committee of about 20 people pulling this together, but I probably have 20 to 30 from the university that are cooperating. We have the deans of different departments, Dean Fleming, Dr. Fleming is helping, Dr. Chad Booth. They're doing publicity, they're writing articles, they, we're in touch with the architecture department, the history department. They're just bending over backwards for us this year to make this tour a mammoth success. And I think it's a wonderful thing for the town and the university to re-merge together and, and learn about each other, which is what this is about. These events, it, it's something that, oh, it's not just going into a home. It's going in and finding out about the architecture, the history. I know uh, my good friend uh, uh, Rodney Van Odekirk, is, uh, he's had his, his house is all 1890s. It's up on Scott Street, and he was dressed to the to the nines, you know, and uh, we we just heard putting on the Ritz, and uh, yes, he was there. Oh, it, it was just such a neat chance to go into a home and just to feel welcome. You are very right, and in fact, I spoke to Rodney before I came down here today to make sure I had my facts right because <laughs> I am Australian. I'm not a Texan. I'm not a San Martian, but I, I, I didn't he, want to botch it up. I hope he said not to be afraid, okay? Oh, no, he was good. very good. No, Rodney has a lot of experience. My home's been on the tour as well. And in our first meeting with the university on campus, we actually met with the Dean of Architecture, and history, and they actually went through the different buildings that are going to be on the tour, and they talked to us about the age of the buildings, the architects, 
uh, one of the architects was Northcroft who built, designed Old Main. But Old Main is actually, it's an interesting story. It is actually taken from Lamar University that did the design and it burnt down. So Northcroft then decided to build it here and that was the start of the university that we currently Which have. Which university did it come from? Um, the design was for Lamar University, okay. and they built it down there, and that burnt down. Oh, neat. He took yeah. that well, same neat, design and I, built I, it up here. Yeah. I learned something new. That's why I was saying that. <laughs> and that's what this tour is about, I think. We have learned so much working with the university. Um, going up to the top of Old Main with the... Uh, Gothic-style ceilings up the top, and the views just blows your brain. I've seen pictures. Now, I have been in Old Main up to the radio station, but I, I would love to just go up there and see out those windows. That would be a, a treat. Well, not only will it be a treat, we're actually going to have architectural graduates or undergraduates that will be leading 30-minute tours through Old Main. So you won't just get the ladies that are giving you the coffee and tea story you're going to get the real information about the history and how it's been built and restored over the years okay now we're going to say this a couple different times throughout this interview because that's how people remember things but okay this is going to be may 20th from 10 a.m to 6 p.m and where can people get tickets how can they get signed up for this they can go to heritagesanmarcus.org and there they can easily sign up for the tour itself. And as we discuss the tour, there are other things they can sign up for. One is the Maker Space, which is a 3D technology and reality vision lab. There's two of them on the campus. One is at the Alkek Library and one is at the Bruce and Gloria Ingram Building. Both of those will be open for the day and you will be able to do tours through every 30 minutes and only 15 a tour, so you can register for those tours as well. And that's a virtual reality? They are two virtual reality and also 3D tech labs, so it's high technology, mm -hmm. and you actually um, you have to wear specific clothing most of the time in one of them, but mm. they're not going to... They're going to be very careful about how they do it so that we can just go how we are dressed that day. Now, is there an age requirement? Because I can see that one, that if you have some uh, uh, teenagers, some tweens, you know, some young young people that are in middle school, that are in early high school, that are trying to, to figure out where they're going to go and what they're going to do, that would really be neat to, to bring the, the whole family along. Is there an age requirement or anything? There is not really an age requirement that... They've given us, we don't anticipate to have young children on the tour. Right. But you are right, those kids of that age can learn a lot about what the university has to offer. And that's a benefit to both them and to also the parents. Uh, and, oh, shoot. <laughs> oh, I. They, <laughs> Mother, sister, if you're, I, I'll talk to you all after this. I'm sorry. my, And it is bad for me to not answer a call from my mother. I'm sorry. I will, I'll get back to that one a little later here. Um, sorry about the distraction. So we were talking, though, and uh, we're going to take a break here in just a couple minutes. Um, 
so this is going to be all day from 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. You can go and sign up. And you can find out about the uh, all of these great things uh, that are, you know, different things about the university that are historical. Yeah, you can look at the old homes. We've got two old homes that will be on the tour. The Castro will actually have a refreshments area with some cocktails from Palmer's and Cody's um, and cookies and lemonade as well. Uh, to the Thornton House, which is a three-storey, magnificent old house. Um, the Thornton House was built in 1907. Uh, the, then you can go to Flowers Hall, which is tiled. Mm. Taylor Murphy has a very Spanish feel. But then we also have the modern buildings. We have those that are built in concrete, the same style, but because they're built out of concrete... They are not the same as the Spanish style of the older buildings that have been built up in the university. But it is, I, I think it's important for people to know all the different, there's so many different styles. If you haven't had a chance, folks, you don't have to be a student to walk up and walk through the university. And it is, number one, it is great exercise, okay? And, you know, you're, you're safe and all of those things, okay? But number two, there is just, every time you turn around, there's another little story. Just look at the names on the buildings, if nothing else, and go and research about these people that the buildings were named after. And you get to find out some things, and you find out a little bit of a history. Okay. Yeah, the booklets themselves that we give out that day will have the history of each of the buildings. Plus, we've got articles going in the San Marcos Daily Record every week, which is helping to educate. The other thing that's interesting is that there's a Harvey P. Smith Sr. and a Harvey P. Smith Junior, and they are two architects that have built over the years or designed the different buildings up at the university. So you you don't hear that unless you go up there and explore and read about it, which is what this is about doing. It's about educating the community and others. Well, we got one more minute here before we take our station break, but I. It always comes to mind that so much of the time I hear from people, oh, there isn't anything to do in San Marcos. And I just, I, I sit here and think, just walk around, park. You you know, you don't have to, we're not talking about everybody has to go out to the outlet malls. You know, yes, we've got the river, but there's so many other things. And, and that's where the, uh, the Heritage Association really tries to bring out. It does. We actually have an Easter egg hunt tomorrow. It was meant to be last weekend, but the park was too wet. It was oh, like a swimming pool. We were announcing that. I wish I yeah, would have known. It was a swimming pool, so they've moved it, and it will be tomorrow from 11 till 1 in Veramendi Park Plaza. Okay. So, folks, the one that I was announcing last week, okay, and I even I – even, Took it off the board here because I thought it, it had happened, but it did not. So we have got a delayed Easter egg hunt. is going to be in Veramanda Plaza tomorrow. That's at 11 o'clock? That is at 11 o'clock, yes. Okay. So we're going we're gonna to take a quick uh, station ID break. We're going to come on back. We're talking with uh, Bronwyn Sergi uh, from the uh, San Marcos Heritage Association. And coming up in 15 minutes, we've got Lisa Marie Copaletta and... 
sis, if you guys are listening in, I'll uh, try to call you back in just a little bit. Yes, you know, uh, community radio, it's always important to, to take calls from your mother. It's that's uh, important. But uh, we're going to be right on back with you. KCSM.org, True Community Radio. Uh, let's get something going here for you, and we'll be right back. Es algo habitual. Por suerte, ir al bosque y terminar el día escuchando esto otro. Es posible. Ese respiro que tu familia necesita está a menos de 90 minutos. El bosque, más cerca de lo que crees. Entra en descubreelbosque.org y descubre el bosque más cercano. Un mensaje del Servicio Forestal de los Estados Unidos y el Ad Council. The Price Center and Garden is delighted to be hosting San Marcos 5th Annual All Women's Art Show. Honoring International Women's Day, See Me, Changing Perceptions, features 88 beautiful, thought-provoking, and inspired works of art by 88 different area women. Through a wide range of subjects, media, and traditional and alternative creative techniques, the show provides voice to their unique and engaging perspectives. This year, in celebration of our fifth anniversary, the experience is being expanded to include several additional gatherings and sharing and growing opportunities throughout the duration of the show. All events are free and open to all. We encourage you to visit our website, price-center.org, to get more information and or to register for individual sessions. The Price Center is located at 222 West San Antonio Street in San Marcos, Texas. See you there. You could say we've had enough to last us for some time. Was playing these old cheating games is messing up my mind. But this time. You could say we haven't had enough yet because this is the spring series of the Kissing Alley Concert here for KZSM.org. Yes, join us third Thursday of April the 20th, April 20th from 7 until 9 o'clock. Dr. G and the Mudcats are going to be our special musical guest, family-friendly, free Come on out and just let those chips fall wherever they may. Outside that bedroom door, you could say that we've been here before. Do you love listening to great music? Are you interested in topics that can blow your mind? Do you like having a good time when listening to the radio? If so, then listen to Into the Gray, Friday mornings, 10 till noon. Into the Gray is a public interest radio program we can all enjoy. That's Into the Gray, Friday mornings, 10 a.m. until noon on KZSM.org in San Marcos, Texas. And I was just... Talking about my my granddaughter and uh, folks listening in out there. Well, they're not listening yet, but my uh, granddaughter Ashley and my uh, uh, daughter and son-in-law are out at the hockey game up there, and uh, so well, they were trying. Everybody was trying to get a call going in so that my mother could uh, see everybody, and so glad you know. So, folks, think about this. Give your Give someone a call in your family, okay? Sometime over the weekend, make some time for it, even if it is while you're on the radio. But uh, it's important to do that. 
So, yeah, that's what we talk about here on the show. Um, coming up this Thursday, you heard that uh, guy talking about that there just a minute ago. We have got Dr. G and the Mudcats is going to be here for our Kissing Alley concert series. Uh, it's going to be 7 to 9 o'clock here in the historic Kissing Alley, which is right behind us, right across from the courthouse. And that is going to be 7 to 9, April 20th. And then coming up on May 18th, we also have Alex Winters is going to be here. But you can check out... Dr. G, uh, some music. He is going to be with me on Revolving Door this Sunday uh, from 7 and uh, from 7. Let's get the dates right. Time's right. And uh, from 5 until 8 o'clock this Sunday, uh, he is going to be here. And then, or 5 to 7 o'clock. 8 o'clock is going to be Raices. Kathy Laura will be back in here with us. So uh, lots of good stuff. And then coming up here in just a little bit, uh, i got about another 10 minutes, and uh, we're going to be getting a call from LMC, Lisa Marie Copaletta, and uh, on the Shark Tank. I'm going to let her talk and go on what is firing her up this week from city council. So we'll be back with that. But we're talking right now with uh, about the Heritage Association's tour up at the uh, university. And I've got uh, Bronwyn Sergi is here with me from the San Marcos Heritage Association. So we've been talking about the tour and talking mm-hmm. about that this is, again, May 20th from 10 a.m. to 6 p.m., and you go to this, uh, the website one more time again for everybody. The website is heritagesanmarcus.org. But when you do go there, we also are having an event after the tour. And it's our honorary guests are going to be G.J. Kinney and David Bailey. And so it's a welcome to and welcome home party that we'll have. And you are able to buy tickets to that as well. It's $45 a person two glasses of wine or something, and then a silent auction and a lot of fun. And we'll have about 300 to that. Wow. And where is that going to be at? That is going to be the Dan and Cindy Dippenhurst Champions Club in the athletic building at the university. So it'll be easy to get to from the tour. Okay. And... So this is welcoming in our new football coach and past football coaches. Right? You are correct. Yes, G.J. Kinney is our new coach, and David Bailiff was an old coach who has now come back to Texas State. Right, and he is the uh, and that's what's really interesting is because he was uh, is now an assistant coach when he used to be, and it's kind of coming out of retirement for him. Uh, so this ought to be a, that would be a good way to meet them, and that's not that expensive forty five dollars for a ticket for, and it's all raising money for. It is all raising money. We Heritage babysits or looks after what we call the Charles S. Cock House. <laughs> which was built in 1867 and it's the oldest remaining residential building in San Marcos, it needs about $250,000 in restoration right wow. now. We have ma- we can't even run the luncheons at the moment and we have not been able to run them since the beginning of COVID. But now the kitchen is doesn't pass the standards. The foundation mm. has issues the drainage, we've got disability issues. So this money is going to be that nest egg from which we can then get grants or whatever 
to be able to hopefully go and bring that building back to life and for the community. So um, let's go back because I think it's important for people to know for, for some of the history is one of the things when I came to San Marcos uh, and I'm driving by back in the early 2000s and I see this little sign, tent sign out there in front of the house that says, uh, you know, you come, it, it's the last, it was the last Friday of the month. It was every Friday. Every Friday. That, that they a- had the cottage kitchen luncheons and everyone would love them. That was just, oh, no, you're right. I think it was at last Friday of every month. But everyone. It was. No, it was on a Friday. It, it was may have on been a Friday. every Friday. I it think. may have been every Friday. I, think it was I don't every remember, Friday. but yep. I know that it stopped during COVID. And this was. A, um, if you had an organization that you would uh, make something, and I remember one time that uh, organization I was with, we made pot pies and chicken right. pot pies. And so that was, uh, everyone came in, they got uh, for a deal, and they got the, uh, you know, they'd give $10 or whatever it would be. They'd get a drink, get the, the food. But that was one of those things that people came around from downtown. They would come over from the courthouse. They would come over and come down and walk down there. And it was a way that we brought community together. And yeah. I, I really, it, it pains me to hear that you are that we can't even have anything in the kitchen any longer without uh, the need for this. Well, the thing is, these luncheons started back in the seventies, and when I first moved to San Marcos about twenty nine years ago, the luncheons were made. The food was made at homes. You basically took a recipe, split it up between women, and you cooked and bought yeah. desserts and sold it. Then the city became tougher on requirements and what we could and couldn't do and that's when we reached out to community businesses to bring in the food and now we don't even meet the requirements in the kitchen and the cottage to be able to serve the food. Uh, It's such a shame because it was such a neat opportunity for people to come and to sit down and talk over food. It united the whole town, the young and old. It didn't matter. You would see everyone there and you recognized everyone and you'd give everyone a pat on the back and it was almost like a family gathering in many ways. Yes, and you could have those discussions, uh, that uh, civil discussions and talk to your neighbors. Uh, it's important that we have those things. So uh, I, I look forward to keeping up on how this is going for y'all and it, it's I, I really want to see that to come back. And of course, if the city ever gives you trouble, let me know. We're we're in there to try to, well, we'll work on that side of it. I'll put your number on speed dial. Please do. That's what we're known for on this show. No, we don't give everybody too hard a time. But uh, Stephanie Reyes is going to be our uh, guest from the city of San Marcos next week, folks. So uh, make sure you tune in. So, Bronwyn, let's just, we got about three, four minutes here. Mm-hmm. Let's just run back through this with everyone about why they need to come out to this event and what is, what's, what's this all about? We anticipate that we could have 2,000 or more. This is going out to over 100,000 alumni. This is going out to 88,000 homes in the community through Community Impact. We can have golf carts for those that are impaired running around the campus so they can hitch ride. 
it's about getting out there to explore these buildings and to learn the the um the Whitliff will be open that day and um the Texas monthly exhibit is within the Whitliff at the moment so the university is bending over backwards to provide staffing security absolutely everything and come and see what the university is about and support this town in saving a very important structure that is a piece of San Marcos history. And learn a little bit about the yes. history of San Marcos and with what is there uh, at Texas State. This is an opportunity for you also, and I, not just the historical tour of the buildings, but also that they are opening up their labs up there for the tour as well. Now, those, you can't just show up. You do have to register ahead of time, right? And so one more time for everyone, what's that website? It is uh, heritagesanmarcus.org. All right, and uh, thank you very much. So I've had uh, Bronwyn Sergi here with us, and again, May 20th, 10 a.m. to 6 p.m., and uh, don't forget about the after party as well. So go to that website and get signed up. So uh, glad everyone is listening in out there uh, from San Marcos and all around the area, and uh, let's see here. Uh, give me just a minute, and we're going to be having uh, Lisa Marie Copaletta is going to be calling in, but let's take a quick station. ID break. You are listening to uh, We the People here on KZSM.org, True Community Radio. This is Political Commentary Show. The views expressed on this show are the host and the guests, and not necessarily those of KZSM or SMTXCRA. And you can tune in every Friday night. And uh, there's Miss Lisa, and we'll bring you on here in just a second. We're going to be right back with you with the Shark Tank. Yeah, I know. That phone just doesn't want to go right for me tonight. KZSM.org. Be right back with you. Welcome, San Marcos, Texas, and KZSM listeners all over the world. This is the Metal Mark Live Show. Every Thursday night from 10 p.m. to midnight, the godson of heavy metals, Brini, the old school and the new metal, back to the world of radio. So get involved with San Marcos Community Radio. Help us out with some donations. Keep the lights on. And tell a friend. KZSM. Order in the court. In the distant year of 2021... Mankind has traveled to the far reaches of outer space. This vast galaxy is full of life forms of every shape and size. And there is one common need that unites them all. Not food. Not water. In space, everybody needs a lawyer. But who can rise to the challenge? Who has the guts to defend the denizens of our universe? I'll tell Kind of dancing in nature, but kind of mellow as well. Well, I have got the program for you. It is called the Melancholy Tea Party, and it is heard live Tuesday mornings at 9 on KZSM.org. say we've had enough to last us for some time was playing the 
these old cheating games is messing up my mind. But this time is You can say we haven't had enough yet because this is the spring series of the Kissing Alley Concert here for KZSM.org. Yes, join us third Thursday of April the 20th, April 20th from 7 until 9 o'clock. Dr. G and the Mudcats are going to be our special musical guest. Family-friendly, free, come on out. And just let those chips fall wherever they may. Outside that bedroom door You could say that we've been here before and yeah, back with you. Yes, Dr. G and the Mudcats. That'll be this next Thursday night, uh, April 20th, Kissing Alley Concert Series down here behind us. Another little historical place, but eh, not quite as, as historical as what we've been talking about. Lisa Marie, LMC, you are on the Shark Tank. How you doing tonight, girl? Um, student of uh, Dr. G's wife, uh, Dr. Bynum, and she was one of my all-time favorite professors that I ever had up at Texas State back in the day. Just a wonderful, wonderful professor, and I feel kick out of that that uh, he's performing here in San Marcos. And I just I chuckled when I was listening to your show earlier. So that that's great. Well, and he is also going to be with me on Revolving Door here this Sunday uh, from 5 until 7. I've got that time right this time around. Uh, so you can also check out the interview and all that. But this show is not necessarily about the music. This show is about what is going on locally, how you can make a difference. And LMC kind of comes in, in and out of a lot of getting involved in things but no matter what she's always involved here in the uh, station and uh, we also have this little knack for radio and all these electronic gadgets and stuff and you know what lisa i was over at the uh yesterday with the uh, city uh, emergency management with chase stapp at the uh uh, fire station and we got a whole bunch of old radio equipment that uh, they had had uh, over there at the fire station and now we got to look and see what's going to work for us and what we need to do to get this up and going but man it's exciting you know i really appreciate chase staff i've been i got my uh ham radio license and my gmrs license in july of last year and I perceive, well, we're already at the point where we're very close to getting a GMRS repeater deployed for emergencies here in our community. I hope we can beat uh, my year goal. Uh, and, and I really owe it to Mr. Staff and then also Mark at the Texas GMRS Network. Maybe you can get Mark on, on radio because now it's at the point where there's so many GMRS licensees. You only have to pay $35 to get your license. It's not an extensive exam process. Like, you know, I've, I've, I've got my general ham radio license, right? So that those are two different tests I had to take. And for a GMRS licensee, it's a $35 fee, and you get your call sign with immediate family members. And it's just a wonderful way for neighbors or local communication. It's generally maybe a five to 30 mile range, depending upon how high the repeater is. And now all of those repeaters are intertwined. So I can talk on one in New Braunfels and hit, like I talked to San Antonio, like on a San Antonio repeater, 
through the connectivity and lots of them are going all through Texas. So, so we're going to have our first GMRS repeater here in San Marcos. I'm hoping that we can get it over at the highest point that I found is over there at the Lasima fire station. And Mr. Staff and Lasima has been wonderful to work with. I, I've just really enjoyed working with Mr. Staff on this project. He's hearing my concerns and, and I want to give a shout out to Stephanie too. You know, we've We've had some bad city managers, and the town knows the trauma that Bert put me through. And I just really appreciate, you know, Joe and Stephanie and, and Chase. And um, so, you know, uh, th those are just some of the good things that are coming down the pike in San Marcos. And we've got lots of bad stuff coming down the pike, too. <laughs> ah, we're going to get into that in a minute. But I, I want to swing back real quick about why, you know, what you're talking about, this GSMR repeater. Okay, let me boil it down for you, folks. So when there's an emergency, when there's, uh, if the power's out, you know, what do you do? What You don't have Facebook, Okay, well, you know, what do you do? Well, that's where you rely, in, and we have for generations on our ham radio operators. Now, ham radio is a, it's just citizens, and it's not CB radios, folks, but these are, uh, you have to get certified, you have to apply for a license, but they talk between communities, and what this is is a smaller circuit that you can have that that's what she was talking about the five to ten miles that you can be on one side of the city and somewhere else and we can we can have this discussion of you know what's going on and then you have these places these hubs in the community we're one of them here that you can call into or that you can let know that people are listening into us. And that's one of the things that we're really concerned about emergencies here. And it's not just, you know, we have flooding, but, you know, what if we do have fires? What if we do have, uh, if we had a, um, a situation a like in Ohio? A, derailment, exactly. Yeah. We, we're both thinking the same thing. All right. So, you know, how how do you know where to go? How do you know what's going on? How do we get this information out? And so this is where there's a lot of this partnership that's going on right now. And that's one of the reasons that the county and the city are supporting us getting our license here and being this uh, spot for you here in the community. Well, and it's, it's one of the things about GMRS, too, is, well, there's lots of, of communication um, you know, modalities, and that's become my passion. And just the neat thing about GMRS is that on certain frequencies, you can communicate with people with those little two-way walkie-talkies. And so it doesn't take a lot of money to do it. And the fact that all these repeaters are connected, I mean, theoretically, you could talk with someone in Houston as the repeaters become connected. And I, I just feel like we're on the cutting edge right now you know, we've got them a couple in, in Austin, and then we've got them, San Antonio's going gangbusters with them. So it's just really cool to work with the city on something that I'm passionate about versus fighting something. <laughs> you know, I, I get it why people don't get involved, uh, because they there's just, regardless of what the issue is, if it's the land development code or the comprehensive plan or historic preservation or 
flooding concerns, you know, apartments. I hear there's a lot of rumble right now about affordability. And, you know, those are from old economic models, you know, where they thought, well, the best thing for us to do is to build these apartments. People, I mean, do you see former elected officials at the mic every week? No, you don't, San Marcos. And even like ones from way back. And so, and I don't know if they just wore themselves out, but also I just see people coming and going who are non-elected officials. And that makes me sad, but I understand why that happens is because people get ignored a lot of times. I mean, it's just, if you look at this thing with the smart terminal, I've been watching these citizens from Martindale come in week after week after week over a period of several months. And I feel like there's a lot of gaslighting going on. Uh, the the P and Z commissioners, we had like MVP straight up was the fire chief who was basically saying they need the uh, they have to have a fire department in order to get their insurance. This smart terminal developer. Well, okay, who's going to pay for that? Me and you. It sounds like we are, as well as all the wastewater infrastructure. My question is. If you guys can't control El Milagro and the whole town smell like one big stinky tortilla or you can't keep on lock uh, capstone cottages, what makes you think you, I mean, that's two strikes you're out at that point. So what now we're going to, we're going to make a test for sewage running from Martindale all the way to our art facility. I mean, if you guys can't even get a tortilla plant right. And some of the comments from some of the commissioners, well, one is specific was very nasty. I mean, I Travis Kelsey was doing a great job defending the citizens of Martindale. Amy Meeks, so much respect for her. And also um, the chair, Mr. Garber, he was just rocking it. And then I'm just like confused why former elected officials even let this thing go through. And then people who clearly, I, I, I don't, I'm not sure how much background they have in this, but one of the commissioners who I've always respected said something really mean to one of the citizens. He says, what is your, it was something like, here's the genuine, here's the, the general sentiment. And it's a pretty close quote, but it's not like not right on it. Cause, and I should go back to transcribe it, and I probably will before my Tuesday speech. It was basically like, what do you, what do you, you're not an expert. Like, what are you an expert? The San Marcos River Foundation, they gave us the letter. And by the way, public, the letter was not in the packet. I had to file an open records request for that letter. So I find it troubling that, that commissioners... And even like people, somebody, one of the person in particular, you and I both know we fought a lot of battles together, and I'm perplexed by his decision. And, you know, they're citing a letter that is not in the public discourse and San Marcos Foundation. And I love Virginia. She's a great person, but that's not being released unless an open record is being filed. And a lot I of have people m- in this. Go ahead. I'm sorry, folks. I don't know yeah, where I mean, that I one came from. <laughs> I mean, I'll go ahead and drop it. Uh, uh, William Agnew was way out of line with his rude comment to, to the citizens by saying, what is your background? What are you an expert in? And I'm thinking she lives across the street from the development. And what is the board of Smurf? Basically, the board of Smurf is writing a letter that's not available in the packet online before a public hearing. So the public is blindsided by this letter from Virginia, who I just love dearly. But the board, and what's happening is the board is trying to make a less of two evils decision, right? We need San Marcos to oversee this project because if Caldwell County 
I mean, what do they think they're a bunch of hicks or something? I mean, it's so offensive, their line of argumentation. If this developer is chomping the bit so much, then bring the same stipulations you want to bring to San Marcos to Caldwell County. But what, what the piece that Smurf is not coming to terms with, and we, we in San Marcos do not know who these Smurf board members talk to, how they came to this conclusion, what scientific information they're, they're citing, and we don't even know if this stuff is going to be sold down the line. And for them, and the bottom line is that Smurf is not coming into terms with the lesser of two evils is not to do the project. And the bottom line is we in San Marcos are going to end up paying for a fire station or two, and that fire station is necessary for that developer to get his insurance. And the wastewater infrastructure, we're going to pay for so he can make his multi-million dollars. And that stuff, those lines are going to be going from Martindale to here. And and I think it's it's very unsavory that they're basing it on one letter from Virginia, which apparently can't change her mind because she has to go to her board, and we don't know what those conversations are. So I feel like I'm living in the twilight zone where suddenly Smurf is a developer hack, and suddenly Smurf are the ones who are non-transparent. And I've pulled up the board of these people making these decisions, and I'm not sure which ones of them she has to answer to, but I'm not seeing the scientific expertise that Agnew is flying in the face in a rude way. And by the way, at San Marcos, I filed a complaint against the attorney up there, an ethics complaint, because she let everybody ask questions. San Marcos, you guys know, I fought hard for questions from the press and public for five years. And that now citizens are learning that this is a rhetorical tool for truth. And I'm so impressed by the residents of, of Martindale because they I mean, they start showing up to me and they're like, who's this lady? She's always there to the bitter end asking these questions, right? So now they're doing it. Well, the attorney let all of them ask questions, and some of those questions were not on the agenda. And she let them answer it. But when I posed a question to wh wh who's the new woman up there? I, I don't even know what her name is. Uh, Burleson? Is it Burleson? Mm -hmm. And then also Lupe Castilla. She cut me off, and she told them, basically, I'm giving you legal advice not to answer it, and if you do, you do it in a letter of writing. All they have to say is, I don't feel comfortable answering the questions. She literally read interference for, for them with my questions that were agenda-directed and not with the other citizens. So I filed an ethics complaint. It's the first one that I've, I've pushed through, and it's really sad that it's the attorney, a brand-spanking new attorney, who apparently doesn't know the whole rules of engagement like she thought it was bad i was asking questions about sure. the agenda and i'm like yo that's the rule like i can't ask things off the agenda and all they have to say is i don't want to answer and apparently you know so well hey so anyway lisa let's get let's take a quick break here i'm gonna come right back with you and i'm, I'm gonna okay. i'm gonna slow things down for everybody because i want to get into some details on this when we come right back this is kcsm.org this is we the people here on a friday night rob Burke, your host and lmc lisa marie copaletta the shark lady in the shark tank and uh, we're gonna be right back with you Anybody out there interested in chess? Join us at the San Marcos Local Chess Club. We get together every Wednesday from 6 p.m. to 8.30 p.m. at the San Marcos Public Library. All levels are welcomed. Everybody is welcomed. All ages are welcomed. It's a really chilled environment just to enjoy and play some chess all together. Mm -hmm. 
Hey y'all, this is Diesel D, host of KZSM's Veterans Hour. I want to remind everybody that Soldier Songs and Voices is meeting every Monday at Cheatham Street Warehouse from 5 until 7 p.m. If you are a veteran or active service member of the Armed Forces and want to learn how to write songs and play guitar, stop by Cheatham Street Warehouse located at 119 Cheatham Street or visit us online at SoldierSongsAndVoices.com. There's some of the great stuff going on in our community, and that's what we talk about here. And there was a reminder just a little bit ago that the Easter egg hunt that was supposed to be at uh, Vermendi Park is uh, last week was postponed. So there is another Easter egg hunt that is going to be going on at 11 o'clock tomorrow. Uh, so go check that one out, folks. There's lots of other great things going on around town. But get out and walk and get out and uh, uh, explore and learn. Learn and then get out on next Tuesday night. Come to city council meeting and uh, find out. There's going to be a lot of interesting stuff going on. But I want to zoom back to the planning and zoning uh, commission meeting, and we're talking about the smart terminal down south of town. It is a large uh, 2,000 acres. Now it started off to be 800 acres. Now we're at about 2,000 acres uh, in what's called the ETJ, the uh, extraterritorial uh, jurisdiction of the city so it's not owned by the city but it's in that area and they can annex it and that's what they're looking at doing and there the question was it still has been posed that well if we don't go and bring this into the city then they can pretty much do whatever they want and the TECQ is going to go on ahead and give them you know the state of Texas will allow them to do whatever they want but if we bring it in in the city and we go on ahead and provide some of these things that we need then you know we can have control over this and that is this letter that Smurf which is the San Marcos River Foundation no it's not a little blue person running around up there handing out letters uh, is uh, had uh, given but the problem was it was at the last minute that they gave this uh, to everyone up there now you know I, I get it, but I, I do not think that's right. I think it should have been somebody should have gone up if you would have uh, been at the podium and handed that. I just don't think it just isn't right. And so Lisa was calling them out for at the end of everything. She went and uh, she's used to speaking about uh, on items on the agenda. It's public. You can ask questions from the press and public. And they, the new attorneys said, no, you don't have to answer that. Well, it's an ethics violation. Yes, you do have to answer those questions if it is on well, the agenda. It's an exit violation because she was treating me differently than the other citizens. Ah. And my questions were very directed. One was of Lupe Castilla. And I, I mean, and I even made the statement, she sounds a lot like Mark Gleason. Mark Gleason's always saying, what did she say? Unintended consequences. She kept saying unknowns, unknowns. And I'm like, well, what are these unknowns that you, I mean, if, if you have unknowns, tell us what the unknowns are. It seems like the unknowns are more, if we pass this thing, there's a potential of another Ohio derailment of toxic air quality for the elderly and the children, of noises and sounds and traffic. 
air quality, the groundwater being polluted, the earth. I mean, this is a this is the this is the woods times five million. And then the other question of Ms. Burleson, I think that's her name, the new representative on there was, listen, they just said it's going to cost five hundred million. I think it's like is it fifty million dollars? Fifty million dollars. Uh, for the fire department for a, for a fire station and i'm like are you okay with the working poor having to foot that bill those were very straightforward questions that that if someone who's who's up there i mean you should be prepared to be able to answer those questions and and when she's allowing other citizens to ask questions and allowing those other commissioners to answer those questions and some of those questions were about past votes so theoretically, they really weren't agenda items. They were agenda items from five years ago. She was treating me differently. And so that's the basis of my complaint. She's new here. And, and I, I just, she's come out out of the gate. Just very, I'm very concerned. And I was quite frankly, very kind to her when she showed up on the scene. I sent her some nice complimentary chats through Zoom when she first showed up welcoming her. And I was a little shocked. The thing that the community needs to understand is the residents of Martindale did not vote for the city council. And this ETJ, this extraterritorial jurisdiction situation is going to profoundly change their life. And I've made a promise to vote, to run against anybody who votes on this. And that is a promise. If that means when Gleason comes up, my sole singular vote will be how he put the armpit of manufacturing in a beautiful, small, charming town. The student apartment model did not work. People are constantly concerned about the price of rent. How do we know the economic model will will work? And finally, you know, just recently, I was super proud of the San Marcos City Council for voting down that conference center, that manufacturing outfit they wanted to put near the manuf near the conference center. And it was because it was it was something that the taxpayers paid for, right? This conference center. Well, if we're so concerned about our guests. Have not having to endure loud noises and smells and traffic. Don't you think we should have the same standard litmus test, Polestar, when we're looking at our neighbors in Martindale who live there? I mean, they're so concerned about transient populations where they defeated a manufacturing plant in San Marcos next to the conference center. To me, the, whole, the same should hold true times 5,000 if it's someone's front yard. And that's why I found Commissioner Agnew's statement just so abhorring of, of his rudeness directed to, I don't know what his deal was. Did he just get a bad meal before the PNC? I mean, that guy was, I was embarrassed for his behavior. And there were a lot of citizens who, who witnessed that. But the bottom line is, we have a lot of apathy in our community. And I'm very disappointed in our former elected officials like Lisa and Melissa and Rocky Moore, who have been silent about this. Max, I mean, this is one of those instances where I believe Maxfield Baker is being super classy by not saying, I told you so, right? He's still the same Maxfield Baker. And he's one of the few people I've ever, I mean, I think he is the aberration besides Alyssa, who have not changed. And his position has remained consistent. And I'm very, I think that they owe it to their constituency to come out and speak out against this because people, let's face it, are more concerned about Dylan Mulvaney and his Bud Light ad 
than they are like the Ar Martindale's about to be the armpit of Central Texas. And it's not only the optics and the aesthetics of the community, it's it's the health hazards and environmental ticking time boom. And it's just troubling. So I appreciate the opportunity to just address my concerns on your radio show, Rob. So what's the, you wanted to, to kind of close with something positive. What's a positive thing for everybody to, to take out uh, home with them this weekend? You know, what, what can people do around San Marcos and get involved? Well, I'll tell you, this Sunday is Divine Mercy Sunday. If you look up St. Faustina and Divine Mercy Sunday, it's a very special Sunday. It's basically get on board sinners. If you miss Sunday Mass or miss Sunday Church, the graces are opening this Sunday for all repentant sinners. And I think if, if you can just say a little prayer, and the most simple prayer that you can say on Sunday is Jesus, I trust in you. Maybe if you say that 20 times, now if you want to, you can look up the Chaplet of Divine Mercy in the Divine Mercy Novena. I believe we're in day eight today, and day eight our focus is on those in purgatory. Pull up the Divine Mercy Novena. I believe it started on Good Friday, so I believe we're on the, the one on the, pur the souls in purgatory. That's the day we're on. Pray that Novena. Pray the Chapel to Divine Mercy. A lot of people like it because it's a 10-minute rosary. And then if you're Catholic, go to confession, receive the Holy Eucharist, and you will have a wonderful, um, it, it literally changed my life. I'm the poster child for Divine Mercy Sunday. I, I missed Mass that one Easter, and I, I it changed my life. And so regardless of your denomination, throw up 20 Jesus, I trust in you on Sundays, and I believe our Lord will be very appreciative of your effort and trusting in his mercy. And on that note, folks, if you are a soul in purgatory, well, you can go out and hike in purgatory this weekend. It's a beautiful weekend, okay? <laughs> so go out there, say a prayer, you know, while you're out there in... Oh, and okay, so we're talking about Purgatory Creek. Well, you know, and I want to say we can help those in Purgatory. They can help themselves, but we can pray for souls in Purgatory. And, and if there's anything that we probably, this is me talking to myself now, I should spend my efforts, I believe, would be more effective praying for souls in Purgatory at this point than getting the historical sector protected with the downtown master with the because the, the, the downtown master plan is going to be the death nail for the historic district. So my time is probably better spent praying for souls in Purgatory than continually fighting city staff in, in a, a $500,000 a uh, check that we wrote to a, a consultant who seems to think that sexual preference is more important than religion than we took the liberty of oppressed groups. All so. right. LMC <laughs> on the Shark Tank. I got to get going here, Lisa. Thanks for tuning right. in tonight. All right. And folks, tune in next Friday night, 7 o'clock, we're going to have uh, Stephanie Reyes, city manager from the city of San Marcos. And then at the 7.30 hour, we're going to have Catherine Shellman is going to be talking about Jason Landry, the uh, Texas State student that went missing in December of 2020, giving some updates and talking about that. So, hey, make sure you tune in next week. Thank you very much for tuning in. Friday Night with Care Encore is coming up next. I'll be back with you on Sunday afternoon. Dr. G will be here on Revolve door and come out and meet us on uh, next Thursday on the 20th uh, uh, here at the uh, third Thursday. Dr. G and the Mudcats will be out here in the Kissing Alley. Good night all.